Thank you, everyone, for tuning in into my podcast. My podcast is about managing with common sense. We are in season one. Today is part two of episode two. And remember, episode two is about using common sense in IT. We still have our friend Ben Brennan, who is the CEO of QStack and author of Badass IT Support. Thank you, Ben. Now, without further ado, let's dive into part two of episode two. It's funny how, and I don't mean to, to crap on IT, you know, status quo, because I, I wish that I had more IT experience, you know, like when I was starting out, it was, it was hard not to. There's a lot to be said for, you know, the experience in the traditional IT, but as an industry, I think there's no doubt there's so much just fluff and, and BS that are a lot of the, me- the metrics that really big, important teams use are not meaningful and they just they're just they're just playing IT. You know, they're 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 never really going to be a champion uh of of the industry. Yeah. And that, that, yeah, like I said before, it just bugs me that you use it as a as a vanity to show that oh we're doing well, but yet you you don't set a time in your meetings or in your leadership to put on an agenda okay, we're at, you know, a survey rating at 4.5. What can we, can we, can we move 3% better or 2% better? Right. Yeah. Um, and there's n- nothing like that, which is, which is disappointing to see a lot of it. So all you managers and new managers are out there. You, if you want to learn how to get measured, well, not like measured, like, you know, <laughs> like your department and seeing how your team's doing, you know, QStack would be a great, is a great tool, but there's other tools out there that could help you out. And if, and just think, do think, something with it. Yeah, Sorry to interrupt, but I think to your point, it doesn't matter the tool. It's again, to the title of this episode, common sense. Yes. You know, like bring it to, so I was um, like on some thread, like discussion with somebody this week about um, uh, CSAT surveys and all of the talk was about the design. Should we do seven questions or five? Should we do Likert items? Should we do a slider? It was all about the design of the survey. Should we, you know, make it anonymous? Should we not? Should we do it after ticket? Should we do all these things? They spend, you know, months and months and months thinking about how to do it and they implement it and then that's it. What about if you took half of that time you spent or even all of it and you just threw whatever survey out there and then you spent all of those hours and weeks of discussion looking at the results and saying like, are we moving up? Are we not? You know, like really looking at that. Is this measuring good? Or is our CSAT, uh, which if you don't know what that is, customer satisfaction, is our customer satisfaction correlating with, you know, uh, other metrics that, that we care about? So all this, like, the hard part is not like, oh, what color or what font should we use? Or, you know, should it be seven? It doesn't matter if like, it's like, look at the results and say, are these accurate, you know? And then say like, okay, great. You know, look over time. I've talked to people who like, even I've talked to, <laughs> I won't name them, but I've talked to someone who was the president of a, a, a tool that measures, you know, c- customer satisfaction. I can't say anything more than that. And he was showing me like the tool and he's like, there's this feature and this feature and this feature. But then he showed me like production, like just in real life, a real company that I'd heard of. 
And it was just, uh, if you're listening, you can't see my finger, but it's just like, just tiny little ups and downs, but there was no real change. And I'm like, you have a really, really, really fancy graph that demonstrates that you are not, trans there's no change, you know? Isn't the point of it to improve? Yeah, yeah. And and that's that's the thing. It's like, people get, what is that word? That starts with a C where they're just happy where they are. Complacent? Con, uh, con, content, complacent, probably. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. And that's it. And IT is known for that, right? Yeah. Uh, Which would be fine if IT was already like everyone's the bell of the ball, the most famous organization for excellence. But IT has a reputation as underperforming. You know, like if you look at the teams and you're like, okay, what team are you on? I'm on the, um, the AI data science team. Oh, that's, oh, that's really interesting. You guys are doing cool stuff. I'm on the product team. We create the product that this company sells. That's awesome. I'm on the sales team. We bring in the money. That's awesome. I'm on the IT team. Oh yeah, I think you fixed my computer once. Like we, we are not in a place to be complacent. We are the underdogs. It is our, when you're an underdog, you don't chill out. When you're the underdog, you say, listen, I'm not gonna win in decision. I need to finish the fight. You know, yeah. I need to, I need to go for a KO because uh, my hand is not getting raised if this thing goes to the judges, you know? Yeah. It's a different mindset. Yeah. And I like two words that you you brought out many times. And for the new manager, it's a lot of managers have degrees and they try to use their degree or computer science degree at intern their management skills. Like if you have a computer science degree and you're trying to use it as a management skills, just throw that out the window. Um, it's more about one, common sense. Yeah. Two is actually being humble, where you you can't come humble overnight. It's it's a maturity thing and it's growing thing. If 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 you don't grow, guarantee you won't be much hum be a humble person. Because it took me a while to be a humble person. Because I yeah. used to be a arrogant volleyball player. I remember you telling me that <laughs> on on my podcast, and I was so shocked. Yeah, that you were. Uh, arrogant because to me you like you like one of the things I love about you is, is you do have true humility like I think you're really talented and really smart and you don't flex you know you're just like you know this is who I am and, and again like our talks are talking about life it's not bragging about work you know and, yeah. and it's, uh, there's a lot of humility there when if I can ask you a question on your own podcast yeah go for it cut it out but I think to me, I was so excited when you were talking about common sense. To me, that is just crazy. Uh, like that is what's missing. That's what made me drive my, like what made me pull my hair out and want to jump out of windows, when it, whether I was a tech or to a manager, to like a director, senior director, leaving small teams, global teams. The, big, the, the higher up I got in the chain, it seemed like the less common sense was happening. And then you would just see people doing things for political reasons and, and it drove me crazy. And that's why I love uh, the idea of common sense. I remember the only college course that I ever got a hundred in was the philosophy of logic because it was like cut and dry. So that's my relationship. What is, why did you choose common sense? And what does it mean to you? Because I, I, I would actually love to know like, why that word resonated with you 
um, and 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 really, you thought that was worth talking about. I think it. I, th I think it totally is, and I would just love to hear that. Like, was it a, a thing that happened? Has it always been a, a passion, or or what? Yeah, it's, um, in reality, if people are listening, eh, I might lose a few jobs if I apply for jobs right now. Is I don't <laughs> have a college degree. Uh -huh. Right. I went to college. It wasn't for me. Um, Cliff, which is, which is the biggest BS thing when you're like, I, I'm going to, I will say the company, I'm just going to interrupt and say this right now. I worked at box, like, you know, the, the yes. storage. No, we use them. Box for we use them. Yeah. I use Berkeley. Yeah. Great company, great CEO. They had a stupid rule that it was based on no science or no common sense. For the IT level one help desk, not even managers, you had to have a college degree. And they said, like, almost always it needs to be from like a top whatever school from the help desk. And I, and, and I said, I mean, not for nothing, but like the reason I was able to get an IT, I mean, I've got a master's degree, but it's in psychology. And so basically, because they didn't use common sense and they just made a stupid arbitrary rule, we had to go choose people that had college degrees. So who did we hire for the help desk? Art history majors, because they couldn't get jobs after college. You know, like we hired like, you know, like, you know, drama and dance majors and then just taught them IT rather than hiring what the Bay Area was built on, which is these homebrew, home-built, self-taught IT experts, you know? And it's it was just, I remember I had some of the most badass candidates come in that like everyone loved, they aced all the all the competency tests and then we couldn't do it because of a stupid rule. And at the time I, I didn't have a high enough title to, you know, go tell the CEO to go F off, you know, it was, it was a dumb right. rule. Right, and, and that's, that's the rule I hate. And, and, and by the way, the CIO at, the, at that company at the time didn't have a college degree either. You know, like Steve Jobs. Yeah. I don't think he ever graduated college. Like it's such a BS thing. Sorry to interrupt, but I just- oh, no. No, if anyone is about to give you grief for like saying that, which does take courage. Like it has nothing to do, whether or not you graduated college has nothing to do with your success in IT. It's zero. There's no correlation. Go yeah, ahead. It's, it's right. almost like volleyball, right? It's like, yeah, I can't teach height, but I could teach that kid who's, who's 11 years old, who's already six foot. I mean, I already met a kid who's like that recently. And I would teach that kid how to play volleyball. Yeah. Because like it's just a skill, right? And it's not like you, you need, it's a skill that you need a degree for. And so I'm like, I'll teach, I'll, I'll teach you volleyball. So the reason why I chose common sense was one time I was meeting a professor and the press professor asked me, hey, did you, you know, what college you go to? Because you're pretty good at this stuff. And I'm like, I never finished college. She's like, oh, you use street smart. And I'm like, it's not really street smart, right? You know, yeah, I grew up in, in a, you know, kind of a ghetto kind of town, but it's not really street smart. And then recently, um, about to go wine tasting with my friend, I'm going to drop her name, Karika, and a good friend of mine. Hi, and, Karika. Yep, hi, Karika. And she says, you got great common sense. And that, like, put the biggest light bulb right, be right before we went wine tasting, put a big light bulb in my head. I'm like, that's my podcast. Oh, wow. Really? Right. Managing. Awesome. I didn't even tell her. I was like managing with common sense. I love that story. Yeah. Because really, you just need common sense. 
and experience and being humble and everything else will just come along with it. And the one of the biggest factors for me for being where I'm at today, how I'm meeting you, how I'm meeting with other people was I was, I learned from, you met, you talked to Greg. Yeah. Uh, Greg Alexander. Yeah. And Love learning him, from Greg that. was just surrounding yourself with, with people who are smarter than you. Yeah. And that's all I did. And like, you're smarter than me. Everyone's smarter than me in some form of fashion. In, in, in some, in some way. Yeah. yeah. In some way. So that's why I'm like, I'm, I will surround myself with people who have good qualities and have ambition of what they're doing. And that's what I did. And so, and that's why I developed this. I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw this podcast out because I want, I want to help the manager out because when I became in a manager role, they don't teach you like DEI. They don't teach you, you know, nothing, nothing in like college or like in that role. It's like, oh, you know what? You got to learn DEI. You got to learn um, to do PIP on people. You know, yeah. you got to work with HR, labor relations, all that. Yeah. You're like, and you got to control your emotions in a meeting. And yeah. you have to like, like be able to, in California, it takes two and a half years to fire someone, if, even if they're, you know, a bad actor. You know, there's yeah. a, lot, a lot of nuances that take common sense. And I, I think common sense is, is intelligence. I think, you know, there's seven kinds of intelligence. I think that's clearly one. And it, it's, uh, it's so funny picturing that, you know, you can't blame her, the, the professor you were talking about uh, or whoever, you know. I don't the, remember the professor's name, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, great point, right? It, not yeah. memorable, but it, the, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure it was in the right place, but she's very naive, you know, and, and it's, um, it's, it's not street smarts. It's like intelligence and intelligence happened long before these endowments, uh, you know, created the ability to like have this uh, university system in the U.S., you know intelligence was like how you know the eight wonders of the world were built and you know how society was formatted and it, it was long before you know like keg parties and fraternities yeah. <laughs> at college, yeah. you know? and that's you know you talk about emotion emotions it's like i have another i have this whole list of like episodes i want to do and one of the episodes is going to actually be um emotional versus constructive decisions oh damn yeah right and how many times in a leadership meeting were majority of decisions or thoughts were more emotional than constructive, right? Okay. And that's 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 for a whole nother podcast, but I'm like, I want to deep dive. I don't know who I'm going to invite for that one, but I want to deep dive into that one because sometimes it took me a long, a long time to learn. And thank you, Chris Voss read your books well then read it audible it <laughs> Listen to brands and took was that a dig at me for not doing my audible homework i'm giving you subliminal messages here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and also um listen to his master class mm -hmm. it helped me out to go wait i need to sit back and think of it looking down and remove the emotional part out of it I may right. be upset about it, but I need to look at it in, in a constructive, simple way, mm -hmm. right? If it doesn't make sense, then why do it, right? So that's that's the part I want to like 
hopefully talk about later. And I don't know when I'm going to do that podcast, but you know, I have 10 episodes I'm planning to do this year. So hopefully we'll get to them. I mean, the year just started. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So um that's yeah. So that's why common sense managers, if if you don't have that, you just be patient and just I mean, read the book, The Ministry of Common Sense. Ben introduced yeah. me to that book. There was an audible. I listened to it. There are, the chapters are very long. But what did, what did you think about it? It's, it's, I love it's, it. Uh, did you like it? Yeah. yeah I, it's like a lot of simple things. Like if you press the button of an elevator, it's not like it's going to come down real fast because you, you, you know how important you need that elevator. Yeah. You just press it once. And it makes sense because I'm like, when I sit at an, you know, in my office, I'm like sitting there and people, I, I'm like, I already pressed the button, you know, the lights, the lights on yeah. and people are still pressing it. I'm like, hello, it's, it's not going to come any faster. <laughs> well, here, here's another thing that like, you know, we, we know that there's the great, not the great exodus. What is it called? The great resignation. The great resignation. Yes. A bunch of people are leaving their jobs and we know like from, you know, these exit interviews and stuff like that, that, you know, many of them are doing it, uh, because they've just had time to reflect on their lives and, and they're doing it for quality of life reasons. Right. Yes. Uh, many, of, many of them are doing it because they're um, because management is not listening and their voice is not heard. Yes. And they're like, this is stupid. Let me tell you what lowers, um, in my opinion, what lowers employee engagement and employee morale more than anything else. When you're doing the wrong thing on purpose, just because it's a rule. When you're like, something's wrong and like, well, we measure, we make decisions based on this metric, but we know the metric doesn't really measure what we think it measures but we're going to do it anyways. You're going to drive intelligent people crazy, you know, yes. to do the wrong thing on purpose is just insane. If you're a smart person and you're being told to do something stupid and there's no other reason, it's, it, it will drive you bonkers. Like at Box, when they wouldn't let me hire like these brilliant people because they didn't go to a top 10 school. And so we had to hire like art history majors. I love art history majors. I think that's a fantastic, I would love to talk to them, but I had some other people that common sense says, let's hire the person that's an amazing badass that's already done what we're trying to do at three big companies, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, I think what common sense can really, if you embrace this, like, and just really try to lead with common sense, you will lift the burden and, and, and quit torturing your employees. They, in the Ministry of Common Sense book, I think there's an example where, um, you know, through bureaucracy and and all, all these meetings, you know, I think some big bank or something like that, Chase or something, had come up with a, um, I want to say it was a, uh, a new policy for HR that anytime you reported, you, you called out sick because they had a problem, you know, you, you had to report it like two days in advance or 24 hours in advance. 24 hours. Yes, so I remember that. It's a few yeah, companies so you, I've been with. They're like, if you can call in sick, give us a 24-hour notice. Like, yeah, so, and, and. It was a big company. Yeah. And so a big, important company had that, you know, where it was, and it was a bullshit policy, obviously, because you can't know when you're going to be sick. And so if anything, it engendered the very behavior it wanted to try to avoid, which was, well, I guess I'm just going to, you know, I had to work when I was sick the other day. So I'm just going to call in sick tomorrow because I'm going out drinking tonight, you know, and, and that's, yeah. it was just mind boggling. And whenever I see like, stupid policies i always do this whether it's like you know a dumb thing at a restaurant that we're eating at or uh, you know uh 
hopefully not too much stuff where I work because I run the company and it's my fault if, if that's the case. But the, uh, you know, when you see these things, I always think about the meeting where, where nobody spoke up. Where, how many meetings, it, when you have to make an HR policy that is for an entire global company, there are a lot of meetings that have to happen to get that sign off. All the cowardly executives sitting in those meetings, nobody willing to raise their hand and say, hey, sorry, I just want to point out that this is the most stupid thing I've ever heard and you can't predict when you're sick. And no, everyone sat there and collected their bonuses and nobody spoke up. And then that rolled out and it, it just it just kills me. You know, like that's why common sense is important. You should have common sense as a value at your company. So when that goes through, because listen, we move, I, I work at a startup, we move very fast. Maddie, who's my head of customer success, and was my friend for eight years from San Francisco. She is great at telling me when I'm off, you know? But when you get bigger and you're not working with your best friend for eight years, you know, it, and, and there's titles and you're like, this is my boss's boss's boss. You're like, oh, I can't, I can't say anything. So you have all these people, especially in IT, like all these people in the help desk of the front lines that see this happen, you know? They see uh, the stupid stuff happening on the front line and they can't do anything about it. Because you'll nobody has the cojones to tell the big cheese about it, you know. And it's uh, I don't know. That's why I like your your podcast title. It's like common sense. Like, <laughs> just I want to shout it from the rooftops. Quit doing stupid shit on purpose. Yes. Bring, bring your here's what here's your subtitle: common sense management. Bring your brain to work. Just we've all got brains, and we we all have these friends that are like they're really smart and you have fun at, at, you know, at the happy hour and you come to work and they act like idiots and they're yeah. not idiots. They're very smart, intelligent people. They just, for some reason, it became okay not to bring your brain to work. And that's why I think your podcast has the ability to wake everyone up and say like, oh yeah, just common sense, just common sense. Talk about passion. Part two, episode two, Ben and I really got into great conversation about using common sense in IT. Common sense, folks. Sometimes we tend to leave our common sense outside the meeting room and we just put on our political bulletproof vest and our ballot box in the meeting room. For what? Why don't we just leave our political bulletproof vest and ballot box outside and bring in our common sense in the meeting room? Well, folks, if you like part two, episode two, you will enjoy part three, episode two. That's the final episode, so stay tuned for that. All right, everybody, thank you for listening. Stay safe and be human.